The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Excited to be here for a week for bets, best bets, and picks podcast. So we like to call it the Tan and White. It's uh, RJ White, Kenny White, and uh, Pete Prisco, the Tan Man. Uh, I'm told I don't have to do a TV read, but you can go to cbssports.com slash pick six giveaway and win a 65-inch television. Go there. Enter. Real fast. It's easy. Let's get to the best bet record from last week. Kind of killing it here, guys. Uh, I went four and two. Pete went four and two. Kenny three and three. RJ three and four. So on our season standings, everybody above 500. Pete is a scorching 13 and four. I'm 12 and three. I don't really understand how because my picks were bad last week. Uh, I think I had got some over unders correctly. RJ 12 and nine and Kenny five and four on the season. Nice job, guys. The parlay did not win after Kenny and Pete left. RJ and I added the Jets under and the Giants under. Uh, the Jets Colts under cashed Tam- Denver Tampa Bay, which we had a, as an under hit somehow. They're like 31 points in the first, uh, first half. Uh, but the Cowboys lost and the Giants under lost. Uh, how you guys doing? We're good. You mushed us. You and, you and, you and RJ mushed us when me and Kenny left. No, I went to <laughs> Everybody had the Cowboys. Don't go yeah. for that. Yeah. But hey, gr- great job. Will, Will and Pete, look at your rec- 25 and 7 combined. What a great start to the season. Hey, guys. hey Kenny, up. you know what? One of my losses was the over in the Ravens game <laughs> Monday oh. night. Oh, oh my God. That's, that's a tough. That was a tough one. That's How does that beat. not go over? Horrible well, beat. And like, I mean, it's not even like, you know, they needed like a miracle to get to 54. I mean, like Lamar Jackson has to just, just throw the ball up in the air and Hollywood Brown is scoring a touchdown on that. Yeah. One. So, yeah. Lamar was very bad and, uh, cost some people, <clears throat> me, a lot of money. None of the props hit. Ravens props were a bad bet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get to Ravens were a bad bet too. Don't fade Mahomes. Uh, let's speaking of Mahomes. Let's dive right into that one. Cause Pete, no surprise. You have a best bet in Patriots at Chiefs. The Chiefs are minus six and a half points. The over under here, 53. I correct myself, Pete. You have two best bets on this game. Yeah. And this pains me to do. You know how much I love Belichick. This pains me to do, but I'm laying the points against the Patriots. I just think this offense is so creative. And he, right now he got back to playing and I thought exactly what happened happened in the, what happened in the Ravens game. They would blitz him and he would kill him and they did. Uh, the Patriots aren't that good in the front seven. We saw that a couple of weeks ago at Seattle when Russell Wilson killed him. I think Mahomes will kill him. I think the Patriots will score. I think Cam Newton will move the ball, and they're creative in how they're running the ball. I think it's an over, and I think the Chiefs win, and I think they win by 10. I, I love this Kansas City offense. It's so dynamic, and you can't stop it. I know. Hey, look, here's the other thing. Belichick's great taking away one thing. Take away one. You can't take away three. You know. So I think that's going to be a problem in this game. Yeah, I, I, I'm on the other side of both of Pete's picks, but he's so hot. I'm not putting them as a best bet for either one. You know, I'm just going to go a lean on them. Uh, Casey run defensive struggle, 28th in yards per rush. No idea why the Ravens went away from it. That's how you want to beat KC. And, uh, I think that Belichick's going to know that and he's going to stick to that. New England's not going to have that problem. They're heavily emphasizing the run this year. They're third in attempts, first in rushing yards. And faced with two defensive approaches against Kansas City, one that worked, the Chargers won, one that didn't, the Ravens won. What do you think Belichick's going to choose? You know, he knows how to how to handle this team. So I think he tries to make it a grinding type of game in the low 20s. It comes under, and the, the Patriots have it close at the end and probably cover. So I'm just going to do a lean on both those sides. Not a very strong play. RJ, you got to remember, I'm due to go rotten. So you, you should have probably put those <laughs> you, in. You were due to go rotten last week. In a game. Yeah, I'm due to go rotten. You know it's coming. Yeah, Any heart. Don't want to handicap the handicapper. <laughs> right. no, I'm due to go rotten. Yeah, yeah, go the other way. <laughs> I'm due. Kenny, what, what do you think about this game? And particularly, I am curious too. Um, over unders. I'm, I am too, because I've been talking about it since the, after the first week, 
the lack of offensive penalties called, and there was a video on ESPN this week. Yeah, did you see the talking. article from Kevin Seifert said uh, they're down 60%? Yes, yes. Uh, it's league smart league. They're a smart league. Uh, they, they, you know, the other, I didn't think about it. But boy, when you get rid of flags, you speed games, you speed games up and you get scoring still. You know, you, you, they didn't want long drawn out games. They wanted three hour games. I think right now they're extremely happy with the popularity of the game. I think they go back to, to regular offensive holding penalties. I think you could see an over in, uh, penalties this week, which over would be in the fifties to 60 offensive penalties called. So I'm a little worried about the totals. I, I, I hear what RJ's saying about the, Bill Belichick, and that would be my game plan if I'm him. I got to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. I have the Chiefs. I made them nine and a half. I agree with Pete. They're the better football team. I talked about the Patriots last week. I didn't upgrade them um, beating the Las Vegas Raiders because that was all Bill Belichick just completely out coaching John Gruden. Uh, I, I, I'm afraid of a letdown. Even though they're playing the Patriots, I think they know how bad the Patriots are. And they beat the the beat the Baltimore Ravens, so they they should win by ten. I think that the Chiefs win by ten. I'm going to play them on a teaser, though. They'll be a teaser team for me, the Chiefs this week. Real quick, Will, uh, I texted a couple defensive players this week, and I said, "What's going on here? What's happening?" And and both of them said, um, "Look." It's almost impossible to play defense with no crowd noise. Really? Yeah, because the, the the quarterback, no matter where you are, has the ability to get you to you know hard count you, and so guys aren't going up the field normally like they would. They aren't attacking attacking like normally like they would. You combine that with what Kenny said about holding. You combine that with the poor tackling. That's why you, I told you yesterday on the, on the show. I said every game is going over I, until you prove otherwise to me. I'm taking the over in every game. All right, so I want to ask about this really quickly. I know we got to, you know, we want to get to all the games, but I am curious what you guys think about the overall trend of these overs hitting because was it last? Was it like a, like the un, overs went like eleven and zero in the early slate or something like that, or like everybody except one one game? Yeah, eleven one by half. Friggin, friggin' Philly and Cincinnati with overtime, and all they gave was one point. Right, they only went under because they didn't score in overtime. But that you're right, the entire board well, that would have destroyed bookmakers. Uh, but they they lost anyway the first. The, the early show last week, but they got everything back in the late games though. So, well, and Kenny, I'm curious from a, like a, from a Vegas perspective in terms of what the books are doing, have they, cause these totals are huge this week. I mean, there's a ton of them, uh, in, uh, in the fifties. Thanks Pete. Uh, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just curious how do you think that they have adjusted enough? Are they purposely like inflating these? Are we going to see some market correction? What, what do you, what do you think out there in Vegas? Bookmakers never make knee-jerk reactions, and neither do professional bettors. They won't make knee-jerk reactions. So, but the total the first week was average total was 44. It went up to 47 to 49. This week, I think it's 51 and a half wow. is the average total. So that's seven and a half points from week one. And that, you know, Pete's got a great point. Uh, I thought about that too. I said I think it's advantage of the offense with no crowd noise. And that, I didn't think about it, but I guess that crowd noise could get that defense fired up, and they're they're just not fired up. They're just not. And they're, they're not able to be quick on the first step because they're afraid of the hard count as well. Pete, do you think that there's a, do you think the NFL, and I, I agree with Kenny, like I think the NFL likes what the product is on the field right now in football. Like nobody's complained. I've seen maybe one person complain about a ref show this year so far. Pete, do you right. think the NFL will overcorrect and start calling holding penalties and start uh, trying to tamper? Well, they went down? up a little bit last week. Uh, okay. So you'll see them gradually go up, I think. Okay. Yeah. And, and as these guys get more used to the hard count and dealing with that every single week, then I think you'll see defenses start to play better. The tackling has been awful. The tackling will get better. Now they've played more games. So I think eventually it'll start coming down. It ain't happening this week. Over, 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 all of them. RJ, are you planning to parlay every single over on the board this week? Absolutely not. Um, the, uh, you know, he, we've talked about it as adjusting up and, uh, Kenny said he thinks it's like 51. That would be like a record by uh, two and a half or three points for, and for an NFL weekend going back to at least 1990 when they track this stuff. So at some point the bubble's going to burst. You just get it. You can't go over every single week because they keep on moving these lines up. So these, these totals that are hitting by a point or two are going to start missing by a point or two. So, um, I think at one, one of these times, it's going to be the time to play all the unders and you're going to go 12 and four or 11 week five. five, week five, week five, maybe week four. It definitely wasn't week three. No. Yeah. 
I, I mean, it does, it just feels like you're buying at the top of the market if you take overs. But I think you're right, Pete. Like these teams, they're just scoring and they're calling pass interference, but not calling holding. And it just, it creates, you know, quicker drives and, and more points. And it's hard to, like, if you, if you, if you want to get in the way of these, of these overs, like you have to, you, you face, like, I mean, it feels like everybody's popping off a late touchdown too. Like, you know, it's just easy for like the Jets are scoring one every week. It's, it's and it's weird because even if a game starts slow and it's like, you know, seven, whatever, three, it still goes over. Yeah. Like Cowboys Seahawks. Right. Never in doubt. And it's right. so slow. All yeah. right. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I, I would lean under on this Chiefs game because I think the Patriots can hang, but I don't, I wouldn't take it. I, and I'm taking the seven points of Belichick. I'm not, I mean, that's just a, it's like taking three and a half points of Mahomes on Monday night. Give me seven with Belichick. Chargers at Buccaneers. Now here's an under we can get behind. Uh, Kenny, you think Tom Brady can keep rolling against Justin Herbert and company who, when they come to Tampa Bay? Uh, by the way, Bucks minus seven over under 43. I, I made a decision last week that uh, I'm just going to take the five worst coaches and make sure I never bet on them ever again. Good idea. Uh, we, one of our losses, San Francisco and the, the giant total, uh, no idea how Judge, Joe Judge couldn't compete with San Francisco with 18 players out or the three, three all pro players. You know, it's uh, just simply amazing. I know he was missing Barkley, but Joe Judge is completely overwhelmed right now. Uh, so is Anthony Lynn. He has no idea. He's probably a, a great guy and a very good assistant coach or coordinator, but he is an absolutely horrible football coach. And he's playing a rookie quarterback against this Tampa team who looks really good. Their defense is, their defense has come around because Tom Brady's there. I mean, everybody's just playing harder. They have so much enthusiasm. They feel like they can win a Super Bowl and that's the way they're playing. So I, I can't, I can't back the Chargers in this spot. I'm, I'm going with the Bucks and I'm laying the points. Yeah. Um, I, I'll defer to Pete on this because I know he's got the other side, but my best bet on this is the under Chargers been a strong under team in this trend that everybody's going over. All three of their games have been under. They've been inconsistent offense and a quality defense. I think Tampa's defense is better than its offense right now than better than Tom Brady's offense. So uh, this looks like a strong underplay to me. I'm taking that. But uh, Pete, tell me why Kenny is wrong. Well, I'm going to take the seven. Uh, you're going to give me seven with that, 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 uh, Chargers defense. I'm going to take it. And, and you know what? Brady has been good when he had everybody around. Doesn't have everybody around again this week. So it's back to, you know, guys being hurt. Godwin's out. So that's concerning to me. And, and when you look at it, I think that's going to be a big issue. I do think that both teams will score. I know I'm a big believer in this. Bucks defense getting better and better as the season moves on. It's hard to evaluate them against what they saw last week with that Broncos offense because that, that team was bad. Uh, so I do think that Herbert's played well. I mean, he's done some really good things. I think he'll show up here. So I'm going to take the points. I think the Bucks will win the game, but if you're going to give me seven with that defense, I'll take the seven. Yeah, I would, uh, I would lean Bucks here. I think, I think Tampa is in a very good spot and may end up making me look Foolish for picking the Saints to win the division and or betting on the Saints to win the division at, a, at what I thought was a really good price because Tampa Bay's defense is – like I think the teams whose defense is starting to show up and look yep. good through week three, those teams are, are going to be capable of really taking a step forward. And funnily enough, it's it, the Colts look really good on defense, um, which I think is surprising to people. And Tampa Bay looks awesome on defense. They'll get it going on offense eventually. I don't think this is the week they blow up, but I do think they'll slow down Justin Herbert. And I think you'll see Todd Bowles send a ton of manufactured pressure uh, his way, which is going to create some issues for the young quarterback. I know, Pete, you like what he's done so far. I think he's flashed, but I do think he is mistake prone, and I think this is a bad spot for him. I'll lean Buccaneers here. I'm with RJ, though. I think this is an underspot. I think the Buccaneers are an under team. And when you see a total in – in this market at 43, it means Vegas agrees because 43 is a crazy low number. So I'll take the under. Normally I would agree with you guys on the under. I'm just not bucking the trend. I'm, I'm, I'm Fine. going over. Hey, look, hey, look, Buccaneers Broncos last week. What was it? Like 25, 28, 25 to three or something at halftime. I was like, well, yep. uh, and then they ended up not scoring any points in the second half, more or less. Moving on to. So best bet for everybody on that one, but uh, no consensus. Browns at Cowboys. Odell Beckham, a late add to the injury report on Thursday afternoon as he was listed with a back injury that has not moved the total substantially. Cowboys minus four and a half. The over here, a whopping 56, Pete. Yeah, Odell Beckham, does he do anything? <laughs> he had a good game on Thursday night. He's he? okay. <laughs> he doesn't. He hasn't lived up to the hype since the boat. 
Yeah, he really, yeah, he really hasn't. He really he hasn't. hasn't lived up to the hype since the boat. And, uh, I think, but this is going to be an opportunity. I think they'll score points. I think both teams will score points. This, this to me, I know the total is way up there. This looks like an easy, easy over. The Cowboys can't play defense. They've been bad all year in defense. Uh, and the Browns, I think, will get victimized by Dak Prescott in the passing game. I, I think this is a great opportunity for Dallas to go up and down the field. I think Baker Mayfield will make some plays. They'll run the ball a little bit. Uh, I like the over, but I also like the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys at home, much better team. And granted, the Falcons thing pushes it aside, but Dak Prescott, his career has played much better at home. He's won games at home. The team is better at home. I'll lay the points and take the Cowboys and the over. I'm backing Pete up on the Cowboys. We talk about the Cowboys defense is bad and looks bad. Well, the Browns defense isn't impressive either. Uh, I don't think they're going to stop Dak. Dak isn't Dwayne Haskins. I know that's a newsflash for some people, but, uh, but Dwayne Haskins was telegraphing those passes and throw it when he threw those interceptions. I don't think it speaks highly to, to Cleveland's defense at all just because they won that game in a blowout. It was actually tight until the fourth quarter and, and he melted down. Uh, Cleveland has to win with the run. That's how they win these games, but that's where Dallas's D is good. They're 10th in yards per rush. So, um, and, uh, so I don't know that it's going to be a, a high scoring game on both sides. I could definitely see a Cowboys blowout more than I can see the Browns winning this game. So best bets on the Cowboys for me. Yeah, this is a game I wanted to play over badly because I agree. I, I thought this would be an extremely high scoring game and I made it 57 and then I look up and the total is 56. So I, I just can't go over. I do lean to the over in this game, but I'm taking the points. I had the Cowboys last week. I thought they were the right spot against Seattle and, Really should have won the game. I really thought Seattle would kick a field goal and win by two. They end up getting a touchdown and the conversion hmm. uh, to win and cover the game. But this one, uh, I, I like what I've seen out of Baker Mayfield the last two weeks. I like how he's throwing the ball. And with weapons like Chud, Chubb and Hunt in the backfield, the offensive line's playing well. Um, the defense has three starters out, all worth about a half a point. Nothing huge, but that's three guys that would have been in there. So that's why they're giving up points. And they'll, they'll give up points in this one. But I, I think they can score with Dallas, and I think they can go back and forth. With the big factor will, for me, that will be is Tyrone Smith going to play? Because I got him worth a point and a half on the offensive line when you're missing Collins and Smith on the edges. I think it hurts. I think it just hurts too much. Uh, but I, I think I think it's going to be a fairly close game. I'm I'm taking the points. I don't mind taking the points either with Cleveland. I think Cleveland is better. I think Kevin Stefanski, by the way. I know they haven't beaten. Like, you haven't had to play anybody really tough, and they're they're you know, feasting on the Jaguars and the, and the Washington football team, uh, or excuse me, the Bengals and the Washington football team. But, like, I mean, this team's good. They can run the ball. And Cal- Dallas can't stop anybody. Miles Garrett's a beast on that side of the ball. I think Cleveland can hang here. I am tempted uh, to take the over as well. Did, Kenny, did you like the over here? Or you think it's- yeah, I leaned to it. I made a 57, but I went and I wanted to go over when I started handicapping the games like this is a great over. Yeah. And how high can I make it? Do I, if I over adjust my totals at like seven points, like from the beginning of the year, I probably, I have adjusted up on both, but maybe I just didn't adjust as much as the, uh, the bookmakers are adjusting. Maybe I should have made this adjusted more on each game and I should have made it 60 and had a play here. Uh, RJ, any, uh, any thoughts on the over here? Did you mention that? Sorry. Uh, I'm fine if you want to do it. I just don't know that I, I trust Cleveland that much. They're not as impressive to me uh, offensively as Dallas is. So, um, and they played, they've been beating Owens on weak competition. So I could definitely see a. Don't force point. it if you don't put it. Right, we won't force it. Fine. Yeah, we'll force it. Fine. Don't force it. You're looking for for, forced picks. I'll bet it myself. Then. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like it. It's, only, it's one of my best bets, but if they don't like it, don't force to put it in there as a parlay pick. Will probably bet the parlay last week. I, I did not. I had well, he put in three of the, he put in three of the picks by himself. So rotten. He was rotten. <laughs> uh, Saints at Lions, another total in the fifties. Uh, Saints minus four. The over under is 54. Pete, I know you're obsessed. With my Lions, so I'll give you the floor here to see if you have a best Well, I'm actually obsessed with how bad the Saints are on defense. That's the obsession. You know, everybody keeps talking about Drew Brees and not driving the ball down the field. This was supposed to be a really good defense. It's not. It's a bad defense. Guys who you expect to play well aren't playing well. Lattimore, he hadn't done anything. He's been bad. Uh, you know, Cam Jordan got dominated a couple weeks ago by a third-team right tackle. I mean, this is a team that's not playing very well in defense. And I think Stafford and getting Galladay back, he'll be able to score. Uh, I also think that the Saints will be able to score. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game as well. But I'm going to, if you're going to give me the points at home, I think the Saints might win it. But you're going to give me four points. I'm taking the Lions, one of my best bets. 
I'm just, I'm, I like the other side, but I'm not, again, I'm not going to go after Pete. So I'm going to lean to the Saints. I know Kenny's probably stronger than I am. You don't um, need to play scared of Prisco here. No, right? you don't. Well, Cause I'm due to go rotten. I told you that. Well, it, it was, I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to build up the drama. It was a lean for me before I even saw Pete's pick. So uh, <laughs> I like fading the Lions after a win uh, and playing the Saints after a loss. That's why I lean to New Orleans. I think there's value there from the market. Detroit needed a plus three turnover margin to barely beat Arizona. If not for that, they'd be 0-3. New Orleans doesn't turn the ball over when they're not giving it to Pete's boy, Taysom Hill. So as long as they get that out of their system, um, I think that New Orleans is going to win the turnover game here, and then it's going to be lights out for Detroit. So I'm going to lean to New Orleans, but uh, like I said, Kenny's probably stronger than me. Yeah, I have a pretty strong play in it because I have such a high rating on New Orleans. And, and Pete's right, this defense has not played well, uh, but they're better than that. And I think, RJ, you mentioned uh, the last three weeks of how slow of a starting team the Saints have been over the years. They just don't play well early in the year. Uh, but at one and two, I think you get everybody's attention. I think they get Thomas back this week. Um, I, I don't like, you know, coaching. I got a big, big edge with Peyton. Um, over Patricia. Patricia was, has really underachieved here in this job. And again, he's probably another guy that's just a coordinator. He's probably a great defensive coordinator, head coaching, just name may, may not be what his thing is. So, uh, I'm, I'm playing, uh, the Saints here. I, I think they're, I think they're 10 points better and there's no home edge for home field. But you know what? Saints haven't played like that though. And I've taken points off because if I would have made this line before the season started, I made it 13. But I got two points for Thomas. So if Thomas doesn't play, I'm down to eight. Um, so, you know, it's, it goes back and forth. It could have been 13, could be as low as eight, but still does my low point, my high point are still higher than minus four. Uh, I'll take, I'll take the Lions here. I think in, maybe of course I'm, you will. Yeah. You have I mean, to. But, I mean, yeah, I got to get out the ship. Look, they should be, the Lions team should be two and one. And they were in that, they were closer in that game with the Packers than the score indicates. They were leading 14 3. I know they, they blew them out. I'm not trying to say they should have beaten them, uh, but they should be two and one. They got outscored by, they got out game by two yards of play by the Packers. What do you mean they were in the game? Yeah, they, they, were, they, they showed up. You got to remember, Brinson, Brinson picked the Lions to win a division. So I don't think the Lions, I don't think that pick is quite dead yet. I think Detroit's better than people think. Their defense isn't very good. Uh, but if you look, if Michael Thomas is, is I don't think Michael Thomas is going to come back and be a huge impact guy. And I think you can just, just put three dudes on Kamara already. And Drew Brees is looking deep. He's scared to pull the trigger and then he's checking down to Kamara. And conversely, Matthew Stafford, like we saw Alan Lazard running wild in that secondary. Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay should have big games here. I think Stafford blows up. I think the Lions win this game outright and we start doing the, is, is Drew Brees and they're the Saints in trouble? Blah, blah, blah. When they're two games back of the, uh, of the, of the, of the, of the Patriots, the, the freaking Buccaneers. Bills at Raiders, the Josh Allen MVP campaign. Uh, rolls out to Kenny's neck of the woods, Las Vegas. Bills minus three, Kenny over under 52 and a half. Yeah, I love the Bills in the game because I, you know, I, I think there's a coaching advantage here, but this is a, you know, an interesting stat. When the Saints came into Vegas, opening game, first game ever here, you know, they had 126 penalty yards. The Raiders had like nothing. And that's never, that's never the case because John Gruden teams are always highly penalized, but they didn't throw any flags against the Raiders and the 126 yards that they threw against the Saints. I didn't add it up, but it probably cost the Saints about 75 to 80 yards in offense. That was over 200 penalty yards. The Saints destroyed the, the Raiders in that game, but the Raiders ended up winning on the scoreboard. Uh, this one, Buffalo, very impressive to lose the lead they had last week to go down the field and win. Now, the pass interference was very questionable. I don't think I would have called it. So they probably should have lost that game. But I have been impressed with Josh Allen. I've been impressed with his arm. Uh, he's much more accurate this year than I've ever seen him. I like the the weapons they've added. And the defense is the real deal. They're a better football team here. I, I made the game seven. I think the uh, my power Raiders are saying seven. I'm not giving any home edge because there's nobody in the building. So give me the give me the bills here. My best bet's the other side. I am shocked when I saw, I was shocked when I saw that Kenny had the Bills because he sat in this spot a week ago and told us the Raiders were three and a half points better than the Patriots. Mm. And now they're what, three points better than the Bills? Bills are what, seven points, I guess, then better than the Patriots? I well, I had, I made, I made adjustments. So I, now, now I have the Raiders only one point better than the Patriots, but I adjusted Buffalo up and I've got Buffalo now, um, seven points better than the Patriots. Wow. I'm, 
I'm not adjusting the Buffalo up because I think that D's been exposed a bit over the last two weeks. They got run all over by the Rams. And we know that's how Vegas wants to win games, running the ball with Josh Jacobs. It's a long travel spot for Buffalo. They haven't played in the Pacific time zone since 2017. This is going to be new for a lot of their players. Jacobs and Waller didn't look good last week, but they were, you know, banged up. Going to be healthier this week. I like their chances against the struggling defense. So best bet plus three. I think you're going to be able to get a three and a half. Looks like it's tipping to three and a half at some places. So definitely wait and take it at three and a half. You know how much I love Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think they're the better team by a lot. But this is a tough spot. And it's a long trip, like RJ said. I lean to the Raiders. I don't make it a best bet. I think Buffalo wins the game, but maybe by one or two. And if it gets to three and a half, maybe a field goal. But I would take the Raiders and the points in this spot uh, as much as I think the Buffalo Bills are a better football team. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's nothing wrong with having the Patriots, I mean, having the Bills as a, like, the Bills should be favored here. Um, throw out home field advantage, doesn't matter because you want to be fans in there. Um, they're the better team, much better team. And I don't really have a good reason for going with the Raiders here, except I think that this is a monster Josh Jacobs game. Daryl Henderson ran the ball really well against the Bills. And I think even with those two linebackers back, and I, I just think you could see, and then, and then trailing. So I think Jacobs blows up. And they sort of find a way to limit Josh Allen. By the way, have you seen the Josh Allen apology forms going around Twitter? No. You're not seeing that? It might be a big cats thing. I'm not sure. I think it's like a, you have to check mark it. Like I, so you put your name on it. You check mark the reason you doubted Josh Allen. It's like, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about football. Uh, I listen to the media, blah, 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 blah. So we'll get some of those printed out. There are, though, there are many people jumping on that, uh, that train now. Anybody and anybody listening, uh, if you're betting the Raiders, wait and and wait for a three and a half because you will get it. They will pop up. They will stay there. There'll probably be three and a half on game day. So if you like the Raiders, you got that half point is gigantic. So and if you like the Bills, try to maybe lay the money line or lay less than three. If you'll never lay less than three, but there are three still out there. Money line might be even a better play if you're going Buffalo. Excellent actionable advice. Ravens minus 13 at Washington and Giants uh, minus, plus 13 at Rams. We're going to combine these two because Kenny is short on time and has two best bets in each of them. Uh, we're looking at two monster favorites here with the Rams and the Ravens favored by 13 in these various spots. Your thoughts on them, Kenny? Yeah, I think the five biggest favorites on the board last week all won. Uh, very easy winners, too. And and I'm going against two bad coaches. Uh, well, not bad. I, Ron Rivera's not a bad coach. He's a good coach. But he's got a quarterback that is not ready for primetime football. The Ravens are coming off that loss. Uh, this will be a mad, very upset team. They're playing a local rival that they, they just can manhandle. Uh, the Rams, I like what I've seen out of them. The, running the football, they're going to dominate the Giants. The Giants have no defense. And boy, uh, Danny Dimes needs a new nickname because he is not a dime thrower. He's Danny a drops? water, watermelon thrower, I guess. Uh, um, so I, I think that's a, a domination play. And again, I'm, I'm betting against Joe Judge till I, till I lose money. I would lean under on both those games. I also lean to the Baltimore. I didn't have the guts to take them like Kenny did, but, uh, I lean to the under. I see it's dropped two points in the Ravens game. So maybe I'm not as strong on that anymore. Cause I, that's the one I liked it in more, but, um, lean under, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to lay 13 on the road. I lean to the Ravens because I think they bounce back. I don't love them as one of my best bets, but I, I think they bounce back and Lamar Jackson will take out his frustration on the Redskins. I worry about that front a little bit getting after him, but he's got so much ability to escape. He'll make some plays down the field. And I, I like the Rams. I think the Rams will blow out the Giants. I think the Giants are terrible. Uh, Rams well coached, better coached. Um, but I don't make it a best bet. Uh, yeah, I'll take the uh, two favorites here as well. And I don't, I don't know. Just don't tease them. Just take the, take the two favorites. I, I think the under is probably a smart play in both those games too, but you do worry a little bit about them being up and then a garbage time touchdown from Washington or New York. Uh, again, I think the, I think Daryl Henderson is going to Cam Akers looking unlikely to play for, uh, for the LA Rams. I think Daryl Henderson, who I love has another huge game this week. And, and I also, I believe Chase Young is ruled out. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. No, when Chase Young went out, the the Washington football team actually had the lead against the Browns. And as soon as Young left, Nick Chubb went haywire. And I think you can expect the Ravens to run the ball a lot to bleed out clock and to pound this team into submission. Okay, Cardinals minus three at Panthers. Kenny, uh, over, over under 51 here and Cardinals road favorites. What do you think? I was looking for an over in this game as well, but they made it just a little high. Um, I'm on the Cardinals. I 
talked about, I, I think they have a very solid defense. That's the strength of their team. And Carolina, I've been on them a couple weeks in a row. They've uh, done well for me. Had them straight up on the money line last week. That was against the lowly Chargers uh, and a poor coach team. So that was easy. Now you're up against, I think, a guy who's doing a decent job at Cliff Kingsbury. We'll put him in a, in the, in the really good solid category, but he's doing a good job. Uh, but talent wise, big difference between these two teams. Um, I made the line eight. And uh, I'm laying the points here. Minus three is, I think, a very cheap number for the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm backing up his best bet. Uh, the line moved off of the look ahead of minus five because of the surprise results of last week. One of these teams lost 1-1. Uh, but Arizona was minus three in turnover margin, like I mentioned earlier. Carolina was plus four. Those are unrepeatable results. You can't expect that kind of thing to happen in this game. That Arizona offense is consistently good. The D is playing well situationally. Their first and third down percentage allowed, second and red zone percentage allowed. So as long as Arizona isn't turning the ball over, I think it's going to be tough for Carolina to put together long drives and keep up with Kyler Murray. So best bet for me, especially now that it's three. I'm in agreement. Uh, I, I don't make it a best bet, but I like the Cardinals. I, I think even though it's a long trip, uh, you mentioned they turned the ball over last week. They're a much better team than the Carolina. Carolina's defense has played better than I thought. Not here. I think Kyler Murray has a big day. I'll take uh, the Cardinals as well. Well, I can hear Kenny getting called to go do some work. Kenny, we'll see you next week, buddy. Thanks as always. You're awesome. Uh, check out Kenny on CBS Sports HQ, doing tons of content over there. See you, man. All right. Uh, I agree with you on the Cardinals. I think that I have the Panthers in our picks, but I might flip it. Arizona's just good. Arizona's really good. And the Panthers aren't. And something Kenny, you know, started talking about Joe Judge. Thinking about it with Matt Rule, too. These first-year coaches who, in a pandemic, when you don't get to work, you know, you don't get to do a lot of hands-on work, no preseason. Like, these guys are learning on the fly how to adjust to, like, in-game management as head coach. I know Matt Rule is at Baylor for a long time, but he's made some really questionable decisions, Uh has kicked a ton of field goals, a ton of short ones against the Chargers last week. Same stuff that uh, Cliff Kingsbury was doing last year. So I'll give the coaching advantage there uh, to Kingsbury as well. Let's go ahead and throw the Cardinals in the uh, – in the old parlay is the first pick. Maybe we can find the Rams, another one. The Rams were in it too, weren't they? Or no? Oh, the Rams. No. RJ, you know, RJ. Ravens or Rams? Ravens or Rams, one of them. Um, I think we all lean. Like, I lean to the Ravens. So if you Yeah, like Ravens, I do too. I lean to them too. I lean to them too. All right, let's, take, let's, throw the, let's throw, so with the Ravens yeah. and Cardinals in the, okay. in the parlay as favorites. And I really do think there's something, by the way, to these huge favorites stomping on people. Like everybody wants you to be like, oh, 13 is just too much. But like better teams are just going to curb stomp really bad teams this year. And, and the Giants. Right. It's hard them. to lay 13 on the road. You know, you know, that's just philosophically, I don't want to do it. But in 2018 and 2019, teams that were 13 or more on the road were seven and two against the spread. So it's not like it's a, it's been, been a. So road ain't what it used to be. And that's exactly, that's not exactly a long trip. You're driving up the road. Right. 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 Yeah. And I mean, they were at home on Monday night. So even though it's a short week, you don't really lose a whole lot because you're just going to, to Washington, right. to whatever the, the whatever, wherever they are, uh, to north of Washington. This game's a pile of crap anyway. Uh, okay. So Jaguars at Bengals. You know what? You could, you know what? You look at this game and your initial, you know what you initially could think it is, Pete? A hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. But I think there's actually some interesting to that. Did you hear that? You're putting Jake Tapper on this program. A hot mess. I'm leaving. Inside a dumpster fire. You put Jake Tapper on this program. What's next? Chris Cuomo? I like Jake Tapper. (laughs) Not a CNN fan, huh? Um, he was describing Thursday night football. And he, well, yeah, and Thursday night football is terrible. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Jaguars and Bengals, you might say that's kind of a hot mess. I find this game to be interesting and I think it could be a shootout and I love watching Joe Burrow and he's going up against a bad defense and he might have a field day, Pete. Bengals minus three over under 49. Where are you going? There are a ton of bad defenses in the NFL right now. Tons of them. There is none worse than the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Their defense is awful. They have no push in the middle. They can't rush the passer. The secondary's kids. Miles Jack's playing great football. He's the only one. The rest of that defense is awful. I think the flip side of that is the Bengals' offensive line has been terrible, but I think they'll be – it's the perfect tonic. You face a team who can't rush the passer, your line plays better. I think Burrow lights them up. And I don't think the Bengals are very good on defense. So one of my best bets is the over in this game. I think it goes way over the total. My best bet's the Jaguars, and I think I'm going to be head-to-head with with Brinson, even though he couldn't get his picks in in time for me to know for sure on this email. But uh, 
the Jacksonville offense put up a dud last week. You know, it's, it obviously happened. I'd like them to bounce back here against a Cincy team that just played 70 minutes of football. They played a full overtime. So uh, I think they might be a little tired. Burrow had thrown 105 pass attempts over the last two weeks. What if, if this is another shootout, is his arm going to fall off? Like, I just don't know. I know he's young. I know he's, he's a kid. I know. I know that shouldn't matter, but I mean, that's a lot of passes here in a, in the span of a short time. So Jacksonville's running the ball well, though. Sixth in yards per rush behind James Robinson and since he is 25th in that stat. I think they can own the running game here. And that since he has struggled, but since uh, that Jacksonville's he struggled, but since he's bottom two in both yards per pass attempt and yards per rush. So they're not a very efficient offense at all. I think Jacksonville's clearly the better team right now, the way they're playing. I don't understand why they're catching three. I would make this closer to a pick. So Jacksonville is the best bet for me. 42, 39, 42, 28, 32, 38, 39, and 49. Those are the totals of the final few games of Joe Burrow's college career last year. He didn't get worse with those 49 pass attempts against Clemson. He only got stronger, RJ. He's a kid with fire in his belly. Uh, I'm not taking the Bengals as the best bet. I'm with Pete here. I like the over. I think this is um, – Jacksonville can't stop anybody. Like This is a great spot for Joe Mixon too, by the way. Like People are just off Joe Mixon. The Bengals want to get him right. So I'm a little worried they might run the ball a ton, but like they, if you're Cincinnati, you're playing well, you're winless, you know, you have a tie, you don't feel bad about where you are with Burrow, but this is such a prime spot to get, get AJ Green right, get Joe Mixon right, make everybody feel good, feel happy, blow out the Jaguars, or at least get involved in a winning shootout. I, I just think I, I, I identify this as a total I wanted to go over on. When the lines came out. So I'm on the over here. Uh, you didn't, you didn't like the over there, right? Aren't you? I'm okay with it. I didn't, I didn't have a lean either way, but if you want to make that your third leg of the parlay, go for it. Well, if we, if we make that the third leg of the parlay, then we can get Pete out of here with the parlay intact and we won't be accused of yeah, putting in of, losers of, of creating, put it in fake news, losers, fake news, losers, uh, fake news. That's a good fantasy football team name. So is Pete on, on all three? You didn't have a best bet on the Ravens though, right? No, but I'm on them though. I like them. This, this Ravens, the, the mush parlay. If Pete thinks that he's going down this week, this is this is the chalk parlay. The Ravens <laughs> minus thirteen. The Cardinals minus three on the road. So we got we got a, a double digit favorite, a road favorite, and an over involving two of the worst teams and two teams with one win combined. What could go wrong, guys? I gotta go. You know what that parlay is, Pete? It's Alisa. <laughs> All right, Pete. See you next week. Oh, no, Later. We'll see you. Later, fellas. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash CBS Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. All right, RJ, let's wrap this puppy up. That was me breaking when Pete left, in case you didn't realize it. Didn't do a tease. That's okay. Um, 
Do you like my Jake Tapper sound drop? I kind of love it. I think it's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I don't know what he was talking about. I, I just, I just like the, you know, using those three phrases in one thing to describe something that is that terrible. Yeah. And, uh, it was great. It was the best sound drop I barely heard because I could, I could barely hear it over here on in these, uh, these headphones. So I wonder, it might be going, sounded good once I figured it out. It might, I don't think it's going, it's really low. All right. Well, I guess Debo will have a lot of editing to do. What are you going to do? Let's see. Oh, oh, the big oh, oh. Yeah, that one works fine. I don't know what the hell is happening over here. Anyway, maybe I'm the hot mess inside a dumpster fire. Let's get moving. Falcons at Packers, Packers minus seven and a half. Why did I think this game was? In Atlanta for some reason. Uh, the Packers are minus seven and a half. The over under is 56 and a half. I want to say this over has climbed up to even like 58. Am I? I think anyway. it was at 58. It might have came down to 56 and a half because people realize that's probably a little too high. 58 um, is ridiculous. And you know, I, I stand with you, RJ, when you say like, I'm not betting that fit over 56 Cowboys Seahawks last week, but I mean, like it never had a chance of staying under. Yeah, I would lean over on this one just because I don't think the Packers defense is very good. And we know the Falcons have had their, their issues. Um, but my best bet here is a teaser involving the Packers, teasing them down to one and a, one and a half, you know, favored by one and a half and then taking the Bears as plus eight and a half. I think that they're going to keep that close, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't know how Atlanta comes back mentally after the last two weeks. You know, I, th- I think they have the talent to be a competitive team. I like them for the season. They should be two and one except for two. Horrible, horrible meltdown. So, um, the over is eight, two, and one over the last 20 seasons when the total is 58 or higher. So if it does get to 58, I don't think that's like an auto play under, you know, because those, those totals that are that high tend to go over. So, um, you know, I spoke about the, this week should have the highest average total since at least 1990. And this is just a byproduct of that with this total this high. So my, my lean would be to the Packers. Obviously I would rather have it at seven. I think I did get it at seven at one point on Wednesday. Um, when I gave it out on sports line, seven and a half is a, a little bit worse to me because Falcons can score some points, but, um, definitely tease it down and take Green Bay minus one and a half because I think the Falcons probably checked out at this game. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know how the Falcons will respond to losing, you know, two straight games by with 15 point leads in the fourth quarter. Uh, it'd be tough. I agree with you though. I don't want to take the seven and a half. I think naturally when you, I mean, first of all, the Packers, I mean, the the Falcons had two 15 point fourth quarter leads. Like that, that means they're, you know, a decent team. And when you talk about a total this high, you're, you're getting into a lot of variance in terms of where the points end up coming from. And it just wouldn't be surprising at all if the Falcons had a seven point lead or a three point lead late in the game. And then, you know, Green Bay is just going to have a tough time covering barring some kind of, you know, pick six to the house or something like that. So uh, I would, I would stay away from it. I would, um, it's Monday night. So we'll, everybody's going to be betting it, but I would, you know, I'm probably taking the Falcons and the points if I can get it. I agree though. I think the over is the play here. The one thing that would, perhaps concern me is if weather were to be a factor right now it is looking like uh 58 degrees come game time so high 50s um and it ooh looks like wind could be in the teens in the evening does that would that concern you for the over at all um a little bit but um you know if What's going to factor more into it is how these uh, refs are calling these games, as we talked about earlier. Um, I think that has a much higher bearing on this game than than the uh, the win. I don't think the win's knocking down any Aaron Rodgers ball. His arm looks great. Okay, yeah, that's right. He, he looks awesome. Uh, and Falcons can't stop anybody. Vikings at the Texans. The Texans are minus four and a half. The, both teams winless. I don't think many people would have predicted that coming into the season. Although obviously the the Texans a very tough schedule. The over under here a whopping fifty four and a half. Yeah, I think it's come down to four, and and so at four, I like the best bet of Houston. I mean, we knew that start of the season was going to be tough. I'm not going to get discouraged. I don't think the team's going to get discouraged. I think they knew what they were facing heading into the season. Minnesota, however, is a legit 0-3. Their pass defense is terrible. Their offense is inconsistent. They can run the ball, but that's about it because um, you only have to cover really Thielen, and Thielen's not a take-over-the-game type of receiver like some of these other guys you know, that are number one receivers on other teams. So I don't think the passing game for the Vikings threatens anyone at all. But Houston Rushdie's been abysmal, though, so maybe Minnesota so I can take advantage and stay in this game and uh, keep it close. Um, but I love Watson against these Minnesota cornerbacks. I think he's going to tear them up. It's functionally a short week for Minnesota. They've had the facility close, um, you know, all week because of the COVID scare. Um, it sounds like everybody's been testing positive throughout the week or testing negative, you know, the positive results uh, for them. Uh, so I think they're planning on reopening today. I don't know if they actually did on Thursday. 
Um, so that'll help them, but that's still a little bit less preparation than, than Houston is coming into this game. So it's a small factor in this. Maybe they aren't as prepared. It's certainly not going to help a team that's playing terribly. So like Houston minus four is best bet. Yeah, I would, um, I'm not going to take it as the best bet, but I, eh, maybe I'll add it. Uh, I, I like the Texans a lot. I think, I think this is mispriced. Minnesota's not good. They're not a good football team. Their defense is awful. And it's not something that Mike Zimmer can coach up on the fly. I don't think Mike Zimmer's a great coach, but you're asking him to fix a bad defense full of young players that's missing its premier guy in, in Daniel Hunter. Uh, he's still out, right? He's not magically coming back. This yeah. Week. He's on IR, um, bars out. Make sure. Yeah. I realized I was saying that flippantly and didn't, I would rather sound stupid on the podcast than completely wrong. He's been on my IR in our little dynasty league, our YOLO dynasty league. He was my, uh, I actually traded him for Khalil Mack back when Mack got traded to, uh, Chicago and I knew he was going to switch to a linebacker designation. And I was stocked with linebackers that got a lot of tackles. So I traded Mack straight up for Daniel Hunter and he was awesome for me last year. And I've had to play without him. My team is terrible. <laughs> I've Saquon Barkley and Todd Gurley as my running backs. It was really That's, good. It was really good three years ago. My running backs have been terrible. I, I was able to find James Robinson. I really liked him coming into the year, but I had to trade Marquise Brown for James Conner because I had zero at running back. Oh, oh that's tough. Um, I think Will Fuller goes bananas in this game. So I will, I think I, I love the Texans in the spot. They played the three best teams in the AFC and they're 0 and 3 and they weren't competitive. And so people are down on them, but Watson, knows how important this game is. You have to win this game if you want to stay in the fight for the division. I didn't realize Minnesota also has to win the game to stay in the fight. Like I don't think Minnesota's even in the fight. So I, I give me give me Houston. I'll add it as a best bet. Put it on the board, Debo. Uh Colts minus two and a half at the Bears. The Indi my Indianapolis Colts, who were mocked after one week, RJ, now look like a much better chance of making a deep run. Uh at least or at least being good. The over under 43 in this spot. Yeah, they look like a Super Bowl contender because they've beat up on two terrible teams. Congratulations on that. You don't get, you don't move up in the power ratings when you beat up on the Jets. It doesn't, doesn't count for anything. Um, I think Chicago's a good value at plus two and a half. Um, but like I said, I'm teasing them, teasing them up to plus eight and a half. Um, their better QB that they have is now in the game. You know, they have, they have a uh, Foles now. He might actually be the better QB in this matchup. I'm not, haven't been that impressed by Rivers. Um, we didn't like what we saw from him in week one. He hasn't had to do much over the last two weeks. I think having Foles is going to elevate the entire team for Chicago after watching Trubisky struggle for years. Now this team knows they're playing for the playoffs. They're playing for, for one of those, those extra, that extra playoff spot. So they know they probably can get in if they turn it around. And this was an eight win team considered coming into the season with Trubisky at quarterback. Um, I think this elevates them to a nine or 10 win team. And those type of teams should not be two and a half point underdogs at home unless you're playing the top, you know, level, the elite teams like the Chiefs and the Ravens. So, um, Indy's coming off those back to back blowouts. Our stock is inflated. Easy schedule in the lead through three weeks to me. And they de- benefited from six picks over the last two weeks. Foles is going to protect the ball better than Trubisky would while Rivers has been taking advantage of those bad matchups. So I would take him at two and a half. I'm hoping to get it at three. Um, definitely teasing it at two and a half though. The Bears are fraudulent. The Bears are not, they are three and oh. And I get it. Bears fans have been coming at me for a week, two weeks really. And that's fine. Keep winning the football game. Look, you're going against my Super Bowl. It's a principal play. I can't not take the Colts here. I've been bashing the crap out of the Bears for two weeks, and they're playing my team, the Colts, who, by the way, have the number one defense in DVOA through three weeks. And I realize that DVOA, you know, sometimes takes a little time to normalize. But I think the Colts' defense is real. Frank Wright, you know who is responsible for getting Frank Wright his job outside of Josh McDaniels? Nick Foles. A deep playoff run. He was his OC back in Philly when they won the Super Bowl. They love each other, but he is going to know what to cook up and tell Matt Eberflus what to do to get balls flustered. Colts win by 20 points. It's actually not DVOA right now. They don't adjust it until after week four. So talking about VOA, they haven't defense adjusted. Oh, you're right. And uh, because they haven't defense adjusted. Oh, it's not adjusted for opponent. You're right. That's why. So that number one means absolutely nothing because they're beating up on the Jets and, and these terrible teams. Okay, so I've said like five stupid things in the last three minutes. Just ignore I'm all. Just saying, do not listen to. Look, I I agree that the Bears should not be three and zero. They are not a good three. They are not a three and zero type of team. That has nothing to do with the line in this game and whether they're going to, how they're going to perform in this game. That that's these are all fair and valid points. I will still take the Colts. I think they're a better team, and they will be able to move the ball effectively against the Bears, and the Bears will not be able to move the ball effectively against the Colts, and the Colts will blow them out. And I look forward to it being 4 p.m. on Sunday and me being taunted by Bears fans when 
Trubisky comes off the bench and throws a Hail Mary and the, and the, and the Bears win the game or something stupid like that. Like the Foles comeback is ridiculous. The stupid Bears. I get to Niner in there. Seahawks minus six and a half at the Dolphins over under 54. Do you believe that the Ryan Fitz magic can roll on here? Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't go against the Seahawks right now, but uh, my lean would be to Miami. But you know, if this Seahawks team wasn't playing as well as it was, um, you know, it'd be a best bet, but I just can't do it. Uh, Miami's been great covering at home. I bring that up every time they play at home and they have these huge lines against them, uh, especially throughout that train wreck last September, um, when they weren't, you know, getting blown out at home because Josh Rosen and Fitzpatrick were back and forth in the lineup and Flores didn't know what he was doing yet. Uh, that team got better toward the end of the year and, you know, they've been this, their normal play well at home team. So I don't think they can slow down Russ, but I also see a wide, wide open back door for, for Fitz because that Seattle defense ain't playing well either. So longest travel spot possible for Seattle going Seattle all the way down to the tip of Florida. Um, they're two and five against the spread in Miami at all time. And I know that doesn't mean much when you're talking about all these different players and, and things that haven't experienced it, but you know, it just tells you, you you're expect you're over expecting that with how this team's going to perform when they have to travel here. Um, they are 17, seven and two against the spread in the Eastern time zone since 2012. So that's, that's something that works in their favor. But one of those losses was uh, Miami in 2012. So it's the same situation. So Russ is just 18, 18 and two against the spread as a road favorite in his career. Um, this is the, this is the situation where you expect a little bit more out of him and he's just, you know, plays about up to expectation. So I can see Miami sneaking under here, covering the back door and the losing by four or five. Yeah, it feels like I know the, the the Dolphins are not the Cowboys like that. That's that's pretty obvious, right? But I do think that the Dolphins have enough firepower to keep. I mean, like Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, who um, you know has had now ten days to rest his hamstring, so he should be fine. Their offense looks good enough, and Fitzpatrick is is like he's just he's streaky, and he he might lay an egg. I don't think he's going to lay an egg against this terrible Seahawks defense. And so I agree with you. I think that the over is the the over is worth a look because it should be a shootout. And Seattle overs are just going to keep happening. Miami running the ball with a lead was a little worrisome on that Thursday night. That game should have gone like like Dolphins Jags should have gone way over, and and you know the, the Jags couldn't do anything, but. I, I feel confident Russell Wilson will throw, you know, a couple deep balls and, and they'll be aggressive down the field. Um, so I would, I would play over here. In fact, I'll just add that. I'll, I'll add the over to my best bets. I'm going to add, uh, Dolphins, Seahawks over. I think it's a slam spot. Um, so I'll take that as a best bet and, uh, I would lean Dolphins. Eagles at 49ers on Sunday night. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, 49ers minus seven over under 46. Does Debo have his heart broken again on Sunday night football? Yeah, I think the only reason Debo keeps asking me to come on is because I'm the only one that, that will keep him calm and, and feel good about the Eagles. I know they've looked awful. San Francisco's so banged up. You know, they were able to beat up on a terrible Giants team. I don't think that's going to happen against the Eagles defense that I still maintain is pretty solid. Um, so Mullins going against that unit, I think is going to be a lot different than, than what he had to do last week. San Francisco's one nine and one against the spread since 2018 when they're favored by at least six. This isn't a good spot for Shanahan. He doesn't play well when he's favored by a lot of points. I am worried about taking Philadelphia off a 70 minute game. That was one of the reasons I faded Cincinnati, but, um, you know, San Francisco cruised, uh, in that, in their game. So, um, you know, they kind of played a, a quarter or maybe two and then they kind of put the, uh, the cruise control on. So it's only going to be a lean for me. Um, if it was a better situational spot for the Eagles coming off last week, I would make them a best bet. But I'm just going to lean at plus seven. Uh, I'll take the 49ers minus seven, and I'm going to add it as a best bet, a late uh, best bet here. I think San Francisco, uh, Kyle Shanahan just beat the Giants. I know the Giants are not, I know the Giants are not the same as the Eagles, and the Eagles are better than the Giants. But Doug Peterson's off. He, you know, people, the kids are, all, like, kids are saying, like, he's in his bag or whatever it is, you know, when, like, somebody's playing really well or doing something really well. Doug Peterson doesn't know where his bag is. He left his bag at the, at the home. Okay. He didn't bring the bag to work. Um, and as a result, uh, I think that the Eagles will struggle here. This is a defense that is not as good as it was last year because they're missing people. Nick Bosa obviously out for the season. Uh, but I do think we can see, um, the 49ers play enough defense and limit Carson Wentz to the point where we're getting some, you know, Chris Collins like, ow, I don't know what's wrong with Carson Wentz these days. And maybe Jalen Hurts gets out on the field a little bit. They bring him in for some packages. 49ers. We'll get guys help. They'll get guys back. I think they purposely held guys out, uh, against the, um, against the Giants in order to keep them off the turf. Guys will be coming back. I think the 49ers roll in this game. So I will take the 49ers minus seven. Don't feel great about it because it is a full touchdown against 
Debo's team, and I'm sure he'll mock me on Sunday night when the uh, Eagles went outright, but I will do that anyway. Okay, that's uh, that's all the games. There's only 15 of them this week. 14 we had to cover because uh, would, would the, the Steelers would have been a best bet for me, by the way. Yeah, I had I had them at minus one on Monday night on Sports Live before this news broke. I mean, Tennessee is a fraudulent three and O team. You talk about the Bears. Tennessee is a plus six point differential. They've won Same. their three games by six total points and they haven't played anybody good. Um, so they've been pulling out these lucky wins. I know they got a lot of unlucky on week one because all the missed field goals. So maybe they're a better team than what they showed there, but they haven't been great the last two weeks. And Pittsburgh is legit great to me. And they've, they had a slow start that game against Houston. They, they struggled a little bit when Drift Driscoll came in the game for some reason in week two, but they're taking care of business. I think they're much better than the Titans. And so laying a point, laying even a couple points would have been fine to me in this matchup. Yeah. I had the Steelers. I had already bet the Steelers minus one. It would have been a best bet. And I actually think the Steelers team total over would have been a great mm-hmm. bet as well because Tennessee has given up 30 points to the Jaguars and Vikings. They can't stop anybody. I was really miffed that game got, I mean, obviously safety important. Players hope everybody's safe, but I was a little miffed that that game got canceled because I would have had it in the, in the best bets. And it might have even made the parlay. It didn't though because the game's not being played. So here's the parlay from the Pick Six Podcast parlay Ravens minus 13, Cardinals minus three, and the Jags Bengals over 49. I will not even consider putting it in. For the benefit of our listeners, RJ's best bets teaser bears and uh, Packers get the Packers to mi- minus one and a half and the bears to plus eight and a half. The Cowboys minus four and a half, the Texans minus four, the Cardinals minus three, the Las Vegas Raiders plus three, Jacksonville plus three and the Chargers Buccaneers under Pete's best bets. Remember if you, if you're driving your car and you can't write these down, go check out our Instagram page. They put all the best. Our social media team is second to none, and they put all the best bets on the Inst- Pick 6 Podcast Instagram page. It's Instagram.com uh, slash Pick 6 Pod. They post them on Twitter as well. And honestly, like, it's cool that people think I do the content, RJ. I don't do the content on the Instagram or the Pix- or the Twitter page, but it, it's very it's very humorous. They do a great job with it. So it's go way check too out. clever for you. I've, I never have had that question that does Will contribute to this because it's way too clever. It, it is way too clever. Sometimes they use my stuff. Though. They post my tweets sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete's best bets. Jags, Bengals over. Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs and over in that game. I love Pete. Uh, the Lions plus the points. The Chargers plus seven. Cowboys and the Cowboys over. So Pete's got a couple of, that's a little dangerous. That's chalky mm-hmm. as hell. Cowboys and Chiefs and the Cowboys and Chiefs over are four of his, uh, mm, four of his seven best bets. That, and they're playing two teams that want to run the ball. So I could shorten the game. Yeah. Uh, this feels like a, I can't believe I went 0 and 7 this week. I went rotten. <laughs> Kenny has the Saints. Uh, minus four on the road in, uh, in Detroit, Arizona minus three on the road in Carolina, the Browns plus the points, the Bucks minus seven, the Ravens minus 13 on the road. Kenny, loving Kenny, uh, the LA Rams minus 13 and the Bills minus three on the road. So if I, if I'm understanding this correctly, Kenny has two double digit favorites and four road favorites. That's not like Kenny either. It's a weird season. There's not really an advantage to playing on the road. And there's actually a better advantage to playing on the road, you know, as opposed to being at home. Cause like you said about the, um, the, the crowd noise, you know, yeah, the, Pete, the yeah, Pete, yeah. quarterback can do whatever they want. Um, you know, th- that they wouldn't normally do on the road. So, um, there is, looks like there is some value on road teams. It looks like. All right. Hey, Kenny, hey, look, I give Kenny, I give Kenny credit. He's not trying to double down on this, uh, on this approach with the, uh, with the unders, he's, he's just taking the road favorites now. Uh, and I've got the Texans, the Jags over cards under. I don't think I mentioned that on the best bets. Um, is that, is that a bad idea? Cards under cards, Panthers under. Um, I don't know. The, the car, the Carolina is better offensively than defensively. They've had yeah. trouble getting stops. I thought they would be better last week because they were playing a rookie quarterback going on the road. So that's why I like them, but it still took a lot of turnovers for that, for that game to stay under, you know, so, um, maybe it's, it's, it's tough. You just kind of had to figure out how uh, Carolina is going to play defensively. I'm going to take that one off. I didn't mention it on the show, so I'm going to take that off. No cards under for my best bet. So Texans, Jags over. It'll definitely hit. Uh, Jags over. Lions plus the points. The Buccaneers under. RJ and I are both on that one. The Dolphins and Seahawks over. And the 49ers minus seven to close out the week. That's the podcast. That's all the picks. We sort of 
man, through that kind of quick, I feel like, RJ. Another great show, another winning week, maybe? Hope so. I mean, it, I feel bad because I'm, I'm way in third in this, but it's not like I'm doing bad. I'm 12 and nine. That's, that's an average of five and what, five and four every week. I don't know exactly what the math is, but I'm, you know, plus one every week, um, you know, three weeks in. So in a normal year, that's pretty good. And, uh, you guys are just crushing it. So I'm just trying to catch up at this point. Yeah. You'll, it'll, it'll correct. Don't, don't you worry. I mean, I had a bad week overall against the spread last week. It'll, it'll, uh, I, I, I remain convinced it'll, it'll come back to earth. Don't you worry about it. You keep doing you. You can get all RJ's picks at sportsline.com slash join. Go there and enter promo code white. You get the first month for a dollar. And as a bonus, you're going to get a free, uh, all access, CBS all access account. You can get, uh, you can watch Star Trek, football, Champions League, RuPaul's drag race, tons of South Park too on there. Now that we, uh, cause we're, it's Viacom CBS. So like we're basically, I think coworkers with Matt Parker and Trey Stone. Some old Chappelle show. I mean, they, you gotta have access to the Chappelle show library. That's great. I was watching Chappelle show on Wednesday night or Tuesday night. I was, um, I was, I was, I can't remember what I had been doing all night, but I was all worked up, and I needed something to laugh about and relax and forget everything in general. And so I watched some Chappelle show on, on CBS All Access. Good stuff. Go check it out. All right. That's it. That's the show. Thanks for watching. Talk to you guys later. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.